Hello, Degenerates, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of the Let's Shag Podcast, where we talk all things sex, relationships, taboos, toys, kinks, bodies, and consent. Life is short, sometimes too short, and you owe it to yourself to be having good sex. And we here at Let's Shag are here to help Welcome, everyone. If you're uh, following Degenerate already, um, hi, shout out to you. Thank you for following along and the adventure of fucking Daddy Nate. To everyone new, I am Nathan Spencer. I am the host here, aka Daddy Fucking Nate, aka Dr. Fucking Shag. And today we have a very special guest with us here on the podcast. She is the love of my life, my baby girl, your spiritual mommy, and the host of It's Fucking Spiritual podcast. Rachel motherfucking Gibbler. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. How are you? I am amazing, and I'm so excited to be doing this with you I'm, right now. I am very excited you are here as well. We have a lot in store for you today, Degenerates. So we're going to kind of start talking today on how aspects of your relationship translate to your sexual relationships. So what do I mean by this? The aspects of your relationship that you don't think about that can affect you in the bedroom, which I think we've all experienced at least in some point that whether you're mad at each other, that affects your fucking sex life. If you're having an argument, if something's not off, if you're not being honest with one another. Communication. Communication, absolutely harboring those things. So we're going to start with the relationship piece and then we're going to move straight into the dirty, nitty gritty sex finger in a butt shit. Yeah, we love butt stuff here. We love butt stuff here. Yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's like important to say too, everything outside of the bedroom kind of does affect you in the bedroom. Oh, it like matters. so much more than you think it does. Absolutely. It's fully encompassed. Yeah. All the different facets of your relationship, which, babe, I know we're going to dive into this and how we align in like all the different ways. Yeah. But I feel like that's such a big reason why we've been able to have such open and honest communication from the beginning. I think that's why we have such great sex. Yeah, also that. <laughs> it's also be- that. It's because everything else in the relationship aligns and how important that is. And that's what we're trying to get to the matter of today. So... I'm going to first talk a little bit about my past relationships and how that affected me, just to give you a little taste of what I'm talking about here. So, not my most recent ex, but the ex prior to her, okay? Now, there were a lot of things that just did not align with us in a relationship aspect outside of the sex. So, with this ex... Not only was the sex really bad... She was was one of these... (laughs) She was one of these people... And I've told you this before. Yes. She was this kind of person that like, I was like, hey, let's watch porn together. And I put a video on and in the first two minutes, she was like making gagging noises, not in a good sexual way, making gagging noises like she was going to throw up because it disgusted her. That's so uncomfortable. Yeah. And so, and, and while that may be an aspect of sex, I think that's something in a relationship too, like what you're comfortable sharing with your partner. You, you know need to I mean? be aligned, both of you. Absolutely. Well, and we were, we were both freaks before we came into this relationship. So after meeting immediately, we were both like, yes. So, you know, we aligned here really, I think that's really important to know, Absolutely. right? We aligned here. But I think going back to that past relationship, and Nate, I don't want to speak for you here, obviously, but from what you've shared with me, it was one of those and where it was so good on paper and it seemed like it should fit. It's a nice person. I've been through that as well. And the sex fucking sucked. Um, But, you know, like speaking to that a little bit when you want something to work out because you like try to make it fit in certain areas, but it's just not aligning. Well, they're like, okay. And I think what you're getting at here is this, uh, and, and we've talked about this, is this 
decent human being concept that Mm -hmm. we're like, they're a good person. Mm -hmm. And so I love them. But that doesn't necessarily mean just because they're a good person doesn't mean you align with them. Yes. I think that's something that's a very important distinction that you have to be able to make when considering someone as a potential partner. And I and I'm very much the type that rushes into things so fucking quick. And I'm like, oh, no, they're a good person. Like I can I can fucking do this. And then I figure out I'm like, they are a good person, but we have nothing fucking in common, which is very much something different from what I've experienced with you, which is like. I'm getting to know you, but I feel like I knew you from fucking day one. You yeah, know I mean? there was like no everything even, aligned. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's it's so it's so different, and I, you know I'm someone that jumps into things too, and we both kind of throw caution to the wind. But this is so different in that aspect of there wasn't really a getting to know you. It was almost just like I knew you already right. from the moment I met you, right. like from that first night, from those first conversations. And we had the really big conversations, even the first night that we met on what our values were and sex and what we were about. We were both uh, content creators. We both have very similar passions and things like that. And so everything was just aligning. It was almost like I was talking to myself in the weirdest way, like in the most beautiful way. In a manly, too. in a manly, sexy way. Yeah, yeah. That, that way for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so outside of this like isolated porn incident, there were other things in this relationship that very much did not align. Um, and one of those, I, I've talked about it before. I talked about it on Jeremy's podcast of mm-hmm. what men want. I've discussed it with you extensively. It is this. It is this idea of someone knowing what it's like to struggle, and mm-hmm. not not necessarily. Um, coming from a standpoint of trauma or like really hard life conditions, but facing situations that made them very uncomfortable. And maybe it did put them in a hard life situation, but having that mindset of I'm going to swing my fucking way out of this, I'm going to get out of this no matter fucking what happens. And that was something that never aligned for me, me and her. Mm -hmm. I was always someone like, Life throws you curveballs all the fucking time and you mm. never know what it's going to throw at you. And every time it seemed life threw her a curveball, she collapsed. And I had to be the support there, which sounds good and an idea, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh, you're that support for her and those fucking things. But you can't be the only support. I can't be the only support, correct. Right. But not only that, that is something I've identified as something that I need in a partner, yeah. right? And so what happened, and the bigger picture of what I'm getting here is... What happened is I started to harbor resentment for these little things. And I say little things, but they're actually very big areas of a relationship. So like I've identified this this concept of like knowing what it's going through to struggle as something I need in a partner. So back then I just attributed it to a little thing. And I, I hate that I even said that because it's a very much a big thing for me now. Um, this thing, this big thing now, little thing then was something that I harbored within myself and it caused resentment which in turn translated to sexual frustration sexual inadequacies sexual like i was just not being met sexually and i never was going to be met sexually by her because i was harboring this within myself you know what i mean like it didn't fit in other areas and so how can you not fit with someone right then and still you know, have this experience of sharing your body and want to be even more vulnerable with someone when you don't feel like it's a match. And so that was the issue that I faced. I want to ask you a question, babe. Yeah. Have there been any times in your life, in past partners, whatever, where something like that has translated, and not just a sexual aspect, just relational aspect has translated, and we can make the connection of bad sex in your life? 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. And I know we've talked about this obviously off the podcast, um, just about having very similar experiences in past relationships. And I'd like to talk to this a little bit more because, you know, what you're speaking to in terms of having not been through things and not knowing how to handle them, right? I think that that's something I can really speak to because, you know, for those degenerates out there that don't know me, you can hear my whole story on the It's Fucking Spiritual podcast, but I've been through some shit. (laughs) I've been through a lot. Life threw me a lot of curveballs, very, very young. And so I, I think that when we go through things like that, it allows us as people to become so much deeper, to ask ourselves deeper questions and to be able to you know evolve on a different level and when you're on different levels with your partner in terms of the depth and then the communication aspect and all of those things that's where there can be a mismatch and so that's what has happened to me as well of just wanting that deeper connection wanting um to feel safe to be super vulnerable right which translates then to the bedroom right and so i've had that very same similar experience of dating someone that was quote unquote perfect on paper great on paper so you decent person, good human. So you want it to work out. You give all of the excuses of why it should work out if you just do this or if you just communicate in a different way, right? Um, But now looking back, it's like those things were so out of alignment and we try to force things into alignment. And then, you know, that is what translates into the bedroom as well. Absolutely. So I've actually made this note on everything that you've told me, and I'm going to kind of dig into it here. And this is not something scripted. Oh, um, okay. And so we're going to dive off a little bit. So you mentioned pretty frequently and expressively open on your social media, on our social media, um, about how you've never had someone that allows you to just be truly expressive. You've always mm-hmm. felt like you're too much. Yes. Right? And I told you from the very get-go, I fucking need that. Yeah. Like, I... <laughs> I yeah. am too much. Yeah. I need someone to match my Please energy. more. Yes. Please give me fucking more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm Literally. always like, I'm like, please get on my fucking level. You I guys, mean, this is our conversations. This is what it's like in the house 24 fucking seven. I look at him and he's like, more. And I'm like, yes. Okay, so we're not just doing this on the podcast. This is actually And then we shoot weird faces at each other and we're like, mm, yeah, you want me naked right now? Day. You want my finger up your asshole? Oh, yes, um, don't forget the balls. Uh, <laughs> But so a connection I've made, and I want you to speak on this, okay. is in these relationships, when you are feeling like you can, you're too much, do you feel that translates to sexual shame or sexual shyness when communicating and being with your partner in the bedroom? So because you feel like you're too much as a person, you, you don't want to come off as too much in the bedroom as oh well. Oh my God, yes. Oh my, yes, astounding, yes, big, full body, yes to that. Um, I have always experienced that in some general capacity, right? So feeling like I'm too much, I'm, I'm a big personality, right? As are you, which is why, you know, we love each other, why this vibes so fucking well. Um, but I'm usually the person that is um, more driven, more motivated, b- having bigger goals, having bigger dreams. And oftentimes I found outside of the bedroom that while I've even had partners that, you know, verbally say that they support me, 
I'm so big on energy and you guys, that's exactly what I teach is energy and energetics. And I'm very able to feel like when someone's words are not matching what they're actually feeling inside. Right. And so I've been able in so many relationships to someone might say they support me, but I don't feel really supported with their energy and I end up feeling invalidated in a lot of ways. And so why would you want to express anything that you're hesitant? Exactly. Yes. And so I've been super hesitant because also my my big personality also translates to the bedroom another reason why you and I align so well right. but feeling like I have to tiptoe around things because I don't want to freak someone out or like what I desire is too much what I want is too much inside the bedroom and outside the bedroom right so if I'm feeling invalidated or unsafe to share my full self and to be fully expressed outside of the bedroom then I'm definitely not going to feel that inside of you know a sexual relationship yes because sex as much as we fucking knock fun at it sex is very much a more much more vulnerable space. Oh, yeah. I mean, not just the intertwinement of bodies and body parts and fingers and things that go in and out of holes, <laughs> um, but it is, it is a much more vulnerable space and it needs even more open and honesty. So if you are feeling stifled in other areas of your life, that's going to tenfold into the bedroom because that's a space where even if you are very open and honest in other forms of you know your relationship, it can still be hard to you know, it can still be hard to express fully in the bedroom because mm-hmm. those things are not things you face every day. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, it's it's not always the norm. And so I'm glad that you said that. I'm also very glad that you mentioned energy because that's where we're going next. Okay. Um, so give you guys a little bit of what we had on our morning talk this morning. I had this like uh, epiphany of sorts, <laughs> if you want to call it that. He's we, having a lot of those recently. Yeah, we've been having a lot of these recently. Um <laughs> So she says energy, and what I want you to do is just imagine yourself um, not as a person, not as this meat suit that we all walk around and wear every day, but imagine yourself in just a blank space, right? like outer space, without the stars though, so just a black void. You are this thing that exists there, and your energy is your light, okay? So your light exhumes however it exhumes, and everyone else's is different. So my light has different patterns and different flows to it, and it expels maybe more on the left than the right, like my left testicle. I don't fucking know. Um, (laughs) Hearing you explain this is beautiful. It it has its own very unique pattern, okay? We were talking this morning, and I was expressing this light concept to Rachel while we were on our morning walk with the dog. And I, you know, I started to build on this. I was like, so other people can come into your life and not necessarily shed darkness because I dim it. They they can, they can dim, dim it. your their, light. Well, with their light because mm-hmm. of who their energy, who they are, they can dim your light. Mm-hmm. And when your light is disrupted, that is when you start to feel not okay. That's when you start having anxiety. That's when you you know you yeah. start feeling off center from who you are at your core, and you start retracting right? now enough of this, and this is the connection that I made, enough of this can actually re-gear your internal mindset so you think that your light should shift another way. Mm-hmm. So you can actually be at that point, if you're exposing yourself to enough of these other people that are dimming your light, you can at that point actually become the own dimmer of your light because mm-hmm. you think that you have to act a certain way. You think you have to do certain things. You think you have to, you know, you've let them dim you so much that you start to believe it. Yes. And so you internally now 
are the dimmer of your own light. And that's pretty fucking crazy. And what I said to Rachel this morning and how this pertains to our relationship is I finally found someone that not only lets me exude my light in all of its true colors and amplifies that intensely, but she has helped me make peace with my inner mindset so that that light can go back to its natural form. And that's why initially, I mean, I gave up on the podcast. I kind of gave up on this whole dream altogether because I was allowing people to not only dim my light, but I had changed my mindset to be, that's not where I shine. Does that make sense? Completely. Yeah. And I mean, I think to your point, right, it's that when we are out of alignment with the people that we're dating or or who we're with or who we're around, that can cause us to change our belief systems on maybe we should think like them. Maybe we should, we should dim our light. That's something that I've definitely, you know, experienced in my bigness and my being too much, right? Is my vision too big? And finally in Unate, like I've found someone that not only do I not dim my light, you allow me the space and encourage me to amplify it in all of its natural form. And I think that I do that for you as well. And so, you know, I think that that's really the difference here that I've seen in our relationship and just from the conversations that we've had, you know, in your past relationships who you haven't been supported in either the podcast or what you're doing online. So you're trying to contort yourself, right, into who you think you have to be. And that that causes you to dim. It's like a form of like self-brainwashing. You're acclimating yourself to this person and that's not true to you which is i mean at its at the core that's horrible like you're you're not you're not yourself anymore well and i think you know to you guys listening to this how i want you to really think about the relationships in your life is that oftentimes and i know that i've always done this i think nate has done this too we have a tendency right to going back to that someone that's a decent person someone that's good on paper that might be misaligned we try to make ourselves into something that we think will work for that person and i think that's what you did with the podcast um and all of those things and and when it's right you guys and it's the right person you will not have to do that you're not going to need to dim parts of yourself in order to make it work instead you're going to be amplified in all of who you are and i think that's what's been so beautiful and so freeing for me in our relationship is that i'm finally celebrated for every single bit of who i am and i don't feel unsafe to share any part of myself because you celebrate all of it and it just allows me to shine brighter in the ways that i'm actually meant to right and i think i think a big testament to this I think society has pushed this ideal that a relationship, while they are hard, right? Mm-hmm. I will not knock it and say that relationships are not hard. I mean, oh, okay, sure. guys, me and Rachel argue. Oh yeah. my God. We've already argued. Mind a few times. fucking blown. <laughs> You're like, no, they're perfect. No, we're not fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. We argue, but all the but we big, communicate. We communicate very well. Very well. And all the big things click. And yes. that's the most important part. Right. But what society mm-hmm. has done, I think, is conditioned us to this idea that. A relationship is give and take. And if you're not willing to give in in these areas of your life, then how can you expect to get in any other area of your life when that's not the, the matter at all? I think you said it very well. You are able to not only be fully yourself in a relationship, but expound past your own boundaries that you even thought or expound past what you thought was possible. It's not give and take. It's like you can not only be fully yourself, but like a better version of yourself. I think what it is really is like 
you make me more me. Right. And yeah. You, and it's, exactly. It's you so, make me more me. And it's yeah, so cool because no matter what, if you are sharing your life with another human, you're going to argue. You're going to have difference in opinions. You might have to compromise on little things like where the fuck you want to go for dinner or, you know, like whatever the hell it comes life up. Scenario life that, scenarios yeah. that come up, right? You're, that is part of your humanness. And Nate and I have had so many conversations on this. It's like, we are not going to be immune to those things. We already aren't, right? But we've established this really beautiful foundation of communication and honesty when things come up that we immediately will vocalize. But what's beautiful about us and what made me realize that this is so possible in relationships from finding you and what I want to share with the listeners and with the world is this possibility of you don't have to compromise on who you are to your core. And I think that's the difference. Like who, the values that you have, the, the, the really big things guys, right? Like the values, your vision for your life, how you want to live your day to day life, how your um, sexual compatibility, your ability to communicate, like those really big things in relationships. I have finally found someone that aligns with me so perfectly on every single one of those and allows me to be more of me and I allow you to be more of you. Right. And I think that's what's... And that's what's being lost in the translation of what I think is the give and take agenda mm-hmm. that we've been pushing. Well, we have so to far. compromise, compromise, you know? Right. Like, Relationships are about perfect. compromise. And yeah. it's like, but what are you compromising? Right. Compromising going to McDonald's over Burger King is not a fucking thing like that's not a big fucking deal compromising your career over your partner's career that's a big fucking deal mm-hmm. and that's something you have to reflect inwardly towards your own light and be like does this resonate with me yes because if it doesn't i'm here to tell you it may be hard you might have to let it go because right. it can cause you more pain in the long run it's chip it's something that if you especially at the beginning of dating you guys if you are like at the beginning and you think that like, oh, that's going to get better and we're going to like grow into each other. That doesn't fucking work. And the real, and the reason I know that doesn't fucking work is because I've dated a lot of people. He's <laughs> dated a lot of people and we both tried to do that. And I'm telling you from the very goddamn beginning, he and I were like, yes. Oh my God. I'm like cracking up over here because I have never felt so like, yeah, that is me to a fucking T. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, it can work. It'll get better. And yeah. I'm like, you dumb motherfucker. Yes. Like, no. Exactly. Or like, oh, this sex is like decent and uh i'm sure like it'll grow over over time time. and then it's like no when you find that right person like all those big things fucking click just click it clicks and like oh my god and it feels it literally feels like voodoo magic witchcraft or some shit you're like this can't be real you are giving me no i'm just kidding (laughs) not to scare you i have my cross on my neck we're good (laughs) guys don't worry about that Um. hey it's fucking spiritual okay so anyway um yeah it's just those all of those big things align and that's where we want to really just communicate to you don't overlook those things especially when you're starting to date in the beginning and you overlook like the little tiny things and you slowly start to contort yourself here contort yourself there and before you know it you're in this relationship that might be 60 or 70 percent compatible but those big things that 30 percent that you are abandoning yourself or not showing your full truth or not allowing yourself to be fully seen, eventually in that relationship, it chips away at you more and more and more. And that's why we see so many relationships not working because you didn't address that from the beginning. Well, you're never, and you're never gonna feel fulfilled. If at its best, it's 70, 80, 90, 
you're always going to have that percent that just feels lost. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you don't want. Okay, guys, we are going to take a quick break and have a word from our sponsors. When we get back, we are going to talk about how this translates to your sex and sexual fulfillment. Why it is so important to have this rootedness at your core and find someone that matches 100% of your energy all the time and how that translates to the bedroom. So get ready. Okay, I have a question for you, babe. Yes. Have you ever had a pubic hair caught in the back of your throat? Um, I'm going to have to go with, yeah. Yeah, it's not very fun. Um, I've had it happen before, and it causes intense coughing, and it's really hard to focus on cunnilingus when you're coughing. So, (laughs) (laughs) if you are someone that has ever experienced this, or you just want something to gently reevaluate the landscape of your body, you can head over to manscaped.com. They have the lawnmower 3.0 with its no snag technology. Oh, yes, oh. I know. We can get around all the nooks and we crannies. Love that. I know, especially where we put our tongues. Okay. True. So, head over to manscaped.com. They have their lawnmower 3.0. They'll probably have another version by the time the end of this podcast goes because they're constantly upgrading their technology and it gets better and better and better. They also offer a variety of products from ball deodorant to balm for your stuff, everything. They have all these cool things and a tote that you can carry it around in that's actually very fashionable. But if you head over to manscaped.com and use code SHAG, that is S-H-A-G, like the name of this fucking podcast, you can get 20% off your order plus free shipping. Again, that is manscaped.com, code SHAG, S-H-A-G, and you will get 20% off your order plus free shipping. Yeah, motherfuckers, shave your balls. Do you remember the first week we were dating and I asked you to stick this mammoth-sized butt plug in my ass? How could I forget? Yeah, um, that didn't go so well. (laughs) Hey, we tried it. We tried new things. Yeah, we were experimenting. Daddy was trying some things. I think that size was a little big for my little hole. Um, (laughs) However, recently we have discovered this product made by Peugeot, which is their silicone-based lube, and it is strictly for anal play, but they also make all kinds of different lubricants. They make desensitizing creams for anal stimulation. They also make body lotions that are flavored. They have all kinds of lubricants, all kinds of creams, and we used it, what, the other week? Yeah. We used Peugeot's product the other week when we were playing. Absolutely loved it. Amazing. Absolutely loved it. It was a very simple application and the product and the feel was very very good yeah so the let's shag podcast is also sponsored with Peugeot, and we are going to be offering you discount codes in the future so stay tuned for that that is Peugeot p-j-u-r Okay, Daddy Nate and Mommy Rachel have one more shameless plug for you guys, and it's actually very, very exciting news for the podcast as well. So if you have been following either of us on our social medias, you know that we have a favorite store that is literally a stone throw away from our apartment. 
Rachel, what is the store? Oh, what is the store? It is my favorite store. And I'm assuming most of you have shopped there. If you haven't shopped there, what are you doing? That would be called Adam and fucking Eve. Adam and Eve. Let's go. So... I got an email this week. Adam and Eve is partnering with the podcast, guys. So not only am I going to be able to do toy reviews for y'all, I'm also going to have a discount code probably next week so that you guys can head over to adameve.com and get 25% off your order because they have a big online presence, not just their retail stores. But stay tuned because it's about to get a whole lot more spicy with a whole lot more toys. Mm Mm-hmm. And now, back to your regularly scheduled degenerate fucking program. Okay, so prior to our divergent break there, we were talking about all things in your relationship, being in alignment, all the big things in a relationship being in alignment, and how that is so crucial to your relationship and to your success in your relationship. Now, we are going to talk about how that translates to a healthy sex life, to sexual acceptance, to having good sex in the bedroom. Yes, absolutely. And I think this comes down first and foremost, obviously to your comfort level, to your level of feeling safe within that relationship, and also the open and honest communication that you establish outside of the bedroom and how that translates to better fucking sex. So babe, I know that you have a story about this. We've been really open and honest with each other from the very beginning. And I think that we established that from seriously, like night one of just telling each other all of the things. And uh, I know that's been very different from past relationships. So I want you to go ahead and speak on that. Okay. So being that I am a switch and I'm very much someone that wants to please, right? I've always catered my needs towards my partner and just kind of accepted that as my sexual role. Right. So I've been like, whatever my partner needs, I can provide that, whether that's fucking vanilla ass sex or whatever. Right. More recently, and since meeting Rachel and liberating my fucking sexual desires and my mind, I have come to terms that I like certain things in the bedroom a certain fucking way. And being able to express those to her because we are so honest and open in the other forms of our relationship has literally been the most freeing experience I've ever experienced in my life. Like from day one, because I was so honest on the relationship front, I was so much more willing to be honest in the sexual front. And let me give you guys just a little story so that you can kind of understand where I'm coming from here. So we were at lunch the other day. Yes. We were at lunch the other day. And we're sitting there and one of my friends texted me. This friend happens to be a female who I still hang out with on a regular basis. And she texted me and Rachel was like, oh, I can't wait to meet her. And I felt compelled to just be like open, honest in that very moment. Rachel didn't ask any questions about her. Wasn't the slightest bit curious. Was just like, I'm excited to meet this friend of yours. And I was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. She did not care. And I was like, I'm just excited for you two to meet, blah, blah, blah. I felt compelled in that moment to tell her the God's honest truth, even though she didn't ask for it. And the truth is, prior to me and Rachel meeting, at some point in our friendship, me and this female have had sexual relations, 
we we hooked up and it was a drunk thing and we know that we know it was just a very like physical thing where we hooked up but we're still friends because we still support each other in other aspects of our life and i felt so compelled to just dump the fucking truth out of my ass i was like i can't even hold this in like i have to tell her and you could sit there and say that in me not saying anything i was being honest right like you could say he's being honest because you didn't you didn't, didn't ask, ask me about right. it right she wasn't like oh who is that how do you know or what's your past kind of thing she she is not jealous or any kind of like anything like that at all but i just felt compelled in myself because we've been so open and honest from the beginning to just lay it all out there on the table and like see what happened and rachel was so freaking great about it she was like babe I have a past before you too. Like none of that matters. You know what I mean? She's like, I trust you. I trust what we have together. I don't care if she's your friend. I'm not worried about you cheating on me. Like you're literally with me 90% of the time, like all the time. (laughs) And I told you, I was like one of my best guy friends I've slept with too. Cool. Glad that we uh, got that out there. And then I think we high-fived and we were like, so what do we want for lunch? Yeah. We we literally like, I think we did. We like, we're like, cool. Thanks. High five. And then we got our lunch. But that open, honest expressiveness has translated to bedroom open on it. So those little things that you would forego telling your partner in your normal relationship, once you start actually being open and honest about those, you'll notice it opens up other aspects. And one of those aspects is sex. I do not feel judged by Rachel to ever ask for anything. If you listen to the little advertisement section in there, I asked her literally to put Dwayne The Rock Johnson's head up my ass in a fucking butt plug form, right? And that was the third night we had sex. The third, ni- the th- the third, the third time, time we, we had, had sex. sex. First week we met, and honestly, like I'm like the most open, non-judgmental person ever. I'm like, yeah, you want that fucking fat thing in your ass? I'm down, baby. Let's go. She was so fucking down for it, and I was like... Oh my god! In that moment, I'm literally like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna marry this woman!" Like this is fucking. She was like excited. She was like, "Oh, let me get in there." Yeah, she's like, "I'm so excited to do this for you because you want this." And I was like, "You are not from this earth, first of all, and second of all, will you marry me?" Okay, so, but that's what we're getting at with this whole thing is being able to be open in other areas translates to this sexual openness, babe. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Has there been anything since we started dating? that you have asked from from me that you have not other partners? Because the butt plug was definitely one for me. Oh, yes. What? Yes. Oh, my God, you guys. So, okay. I'm, uh, I identify more as a sub. Um, I was in a DS relationship or dynamic, whatever you want to call it. DS dynamic, my first DS dynamic in the BDSM community. Uh, before I had met Nate, it lasted a couple of months, whatever, right? Opened me up to this like new world that I was like, oh my gosh, I love the submission side. I'm definitely a little switchy too, um, as well. I think he kind of goes more toward the dominant, leans toward that direction. I lean more toward the submissive side, right? But I had never had a relationship where I've been able to fully explore that until Nate. So I had bought like, if you guys know about BDSM, you know that there's like collars and different like things that you can use and like all this stuff, right? And I had never experienced any of that. And so I had bought some of this stuff before I met him, never used it, would have been so terrified to tell any past partner to like, I wanna like try these different things. I wanna do this stuff. Like I just, I've always, you know, we mentioned earlier is that like I've always felt too much, right? And I really wanted to find somebody to be able to explore this more sexual side with, um, but honestly didn't even know if that would happen. And if I was comparing it to past like 
actual relationships, the BDSM was not a, a dating relationship, right? So the past relationships, um, if I were to like compare it to people I've actually dated in the past, I would have never, ever been able to like say that I wanted to try these different things. And then with Nate, he was like, um, yes, let's go. And we went to Adam and Eve twice within the first two weeks that we met. And like, it was not awkward. It was not weird. Oh. And I've been in, you know, We've we both talked about this, like where we've been in there with past partners, and someone's like, "Ooh, like that's it's like weird." Judgy. It's like, like a judgy oh, vibe. Yeah, and you feel yeah. like, "Oh my god, I don't want to say that I want to do like something really fucking weird." But yeah. like you know, and then with us, we were like, "Should we try this? Should we try this?" We both walk out with full fucking arms of like toys, you guys, and we're just like, "Yes, let's do it." There's so much shit I've tried with you that I've never tried with anyone else, and like it, it's just it's wild to me how comfortable I've been since day. I think I think the moment she told me that she was hardcore, not hardcore, but had a passion for the BDSM scene and that she was definitely more sub, I bought the topping book. Oh yeah. I was like, I have to read on this. I have to be a good I have to be a good dominant. I was like, I have to do my due diligence. So I got the topping book. I bought her a harness. Yeah. And we've used it and we fucking and I've love it. I never used that before. Shout out to Dr. Harness. Those are amazing products. Yeah, if sponsor. you heard me, yeah, if you, if you <laughs> please sponsor you heard me heard me push them last week. We really love them. Um Dr. Harness, shout out to you. Um, we bought a collar with a leash, a flogger, a paddle. We bought a whole BDSM kit. We bought kit. a whole BDSM kit. Like, and that was just like it was exciting for me because she was excited about it. Like, I'm not saying that I'm not open to those things. Like, obviously, I'm very much open to those things. But because it was a passion of hers, it became a passion of mine. And yeah. fulfilling that want for her, it's just driven us both to be even more open. And, yeah. and that's exactly what happens. Like, when I say something I want and she's like, oh, fuck yeah, that affirmation that she's willing to do it or willing to try it with me means the world to me. And me I know too. it means the world to her, too. But that just literally, like we were talking about earlier with the energies and like the um, the cycle of like just compounding, compounding, compounding and bigger and bigger and bigger. The more you start to be honest and those start to get met and affirmed, mm -hmm. the bigger, the bigger, the bigger, the bigger, the bigger it gets. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, I love this conversation so much because it's so true. And like what I was talking about is, you know, even with the energy, you guys know, like you can feel the energy, even if like your partner's not saying something, you feel the judgy energy or you feel that like retracted energy. And there's like a reason why you feel like you can't be all of yourself. And with Nathan and I, it's literally like, oh my God, you want to try this? Like, fuck yeah, let's go. And it's not only like a yes, it's like a hell yes and an excitement mm -hmm. and like this full supportive, safe container that we have like created between ourselves of like just being able to be so open. And babe, I want to interject here and just say something to all of your listeners about how fucking amazing you wait, are. Wait, 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 wait. Um, I just want to point out that you can't interject yourself. That's my smart ass comment for the day. So go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, let's pause the recording. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> fucking asshole. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I want to interject on me for one yeah. second. <laughs> okay, fuck off. All right, anyway, I want to interject my own fucking statement with something else that I wanted to say when you were goddamn running your mouth two seconds ago. Well, ask permission. Be nice. Oh, daddy, may I? I didn't mean me, but yes, you may. <laughs> <laughs> this is honestly getting so twisted. Okay, so anyway... Anyway, guys, I was about to give you a compliment. I'm still going to because I love you so much. So, okay, what he has done that no other person, no other human being has ever done for me, and especially not in a relationship, is going all in on just something that I desire, right? So, 
like that made me feel so safe. Like he mentioned that he ordered the topping book, right? And like, I'm very new to exploring the submission side too. And so I was telling him like, I'm exploring this with you, right? Like I'm not really sure, but I know it's like conceptually something that I want to explore and, and I've learned about and whatever. So the, not only did he say yes, he took action. And that is like so fucking key. Like if men want to do something, they take action, right? So like the women, especially listening to this, if you're like waiting for your guy to do something or like they say they're going to do it and like they don't like actions speak fucking louder than words. And no one in my life has taken more massive action than Nathan. And not only with, you know, the sexual stuff, but also with business, with all the other um, things that he and I have had conversations about, like he's immediately not only receptive to those conversations, but immediately implements from them. And it is so amazing to watch you do that. And it makes me feel so supported and so celebrated in a way that I've never felt before. And he just went so fucking all in. He was like, harness? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm doing research. I'm reading about this. He's like halfway through the goddamn book two days after I tell him about the sub stuff. Like it was just... It was so cool and so amazing, and I love you so much for that because I've never had that before. Oh, I love you too. I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great. Okay, we'll just we're gonna stop looking into each other's <laughs> eyes here and get back to you guys. Sorry, <laughs> not trying to fucking mushy gushy you guys to death. But what I want to get at, and all your verbiage, I want you to know this, Rachel. All your verbiage used in um, everything that you just said mm-hmm. leads towards this concept that I want to close with, and it is that we are a team. Yeah. We are working together, right? And not just in a relationship, but I want to flip this and talk about it from a sexual perspective. I talked about this a little bit last week. It was something that I read on in the topping book about consent. Um, And it's being a team, being a unit. So when boundaries get crossed, it's not a matter of placing blame. Mm -hmm. It is a matter of how can we redirect our unit? How can we redirect our team in order to get to where we want to go. Yeah. So when these, when sexual boundaries or things don't align in the bedroom, people are so quick nowadays, especially in relationships where they're not clicking, obviously, to just ascribe blame to the situation. He doesn't do this. She doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not enough this. This doesn't do it right for me. You know, whatever the case may be, instead of saying, looking at them and saying, listen, we're a team. We're in this together. These are the things I need from you and here's what I can offer you and get there from a place of unity and not from a place of separation. Because when you start ascribing blame, you're creating walls between you instead of bringing you closer together. If you can take a problem and approach it as a team, as a unit and overcome it, that strengthens your bond as that unit, as that team. Instead of pointing your finger and saying, you did this wrong, putting a wall between you and driving you apart. Oh, that's so beautiful. And oh, just one of the reasons I love you so much. Um, it's, it's so true, right? It's, you've got to come at not only sexual um, and everything in the bedroom, but also in your relationship is it coming from that aspect of you are a team and taking responsibility for your own needs, wants, desires, and feelings, right? Like rather than, um, you know, saying you made me feel like this, how about 
you know, I'm choosing to feel this way because of X, Y, Z, right? Taking back that responsibility, taking back that power within yourself. And I think both Nathan and I do that so well and then meet each other halfway with, okay, what can I do to make you feel more safe, to make you feel more comfortable, to make you feel more celebrated? And that translates both in and out of the bedroom. Yeah. And so the last thing I want to want to leave with here is staying on this topic of the teams when we're in the bedroom and we have and and she said this a lot like I fulfill her needs like I jump on them and let me just describe to you the mindset behind that and it goes back to this unity idea that we just fucking laid on you thick and fat and I think you get it by now but when she says babe I need this in the bedroom when when two partners come together and you say I need this I need this what do you need when I hear that in my head, what I hear is, we need this. Mm. We need that. We need to try this. Mm. Not I. I don't see us as two individuals. I don't see us as, okay, Rachel has asked me to do something and it is on my back solely to provide that for her. That's mm. not how I see it. I see it as, we need this to happen so that we can both be satisfied in our sexual lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the mindset that you have to have in order to cultivate these open and honest relationships. You have to come at it from a standpoint of we. And it sounds so simple, but once you start adjusting your mind to that we aspect, if someone, you know, honey, I need you to go down on me more than three times a week. You just place blame on whoever whoever that is, right? You've said you're not doing this enough, and now they feel like it's all on their back to provide the satisfaction you need. Instead of, hey, look, we need this so we can be enlightening our sexual lives. And Give and take when it comes to these things. Ask them what they want as well and come at that from the mindset of we need this as well to open up our sex lives and our sexual endeavors and everything else. So guys, I hope you have learned something here today. Mommy Rachel, I love you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I love you too. Thank you so much for having me. So because we are running out of time, we are not going to have Q&As this week. We are going to continue to do the Q&A, so keep writing in. I do want to do one last little thing here and tell you guys, if you are having any kind of struggle in your personal life, in your sexual life, in your relationship, anything like that, if you want something more in-depth than just a shout-out on a podcast, I am offering coaching sessions now. So I have a 90-minute intensive coaching session in which we sit down and we dive deep into whatever the heart and the root of your problem is and we talk it out for 90 minutes. I also am offering a three-month coaching session in which we would meet bi-weekly, so twice a month for three months, and those would be 60-minute sessions. So if the Q&As are barely just scratching the surface for you and you're someone out there that needs a little bit more, I have resources that are available now. You can hit me up through my website, letshagpodcast.com, and you can submit a form there, or you can just email me, letshagpodcast at gmail.com, or you can hit me on my Instagram DM. So I'm just trying to get the best information out there for you guys to help you guys, to help you in your relationships, to help you in your personal development, and all of these things. So from Daddy Nate and Mommy Rachel, we love you very much, and as always, let's get to shagging.